Welcome to the Inclusive Education Project. I'm Vicki Brett. I'm Amanda Salohi. We're two civil rights lawyers on a mission to change the conversation about education, civil rights, and modern activism. Each week, we're going to explore new topics which are going to educate and empower others and give them a platform to enact change in education and level the playing field. Welcome back, everyone. Another week, and I think this is <laughs> dropping in the fall. Yes. We are, we are not in the fall, is what you're, you're revealing secrets I do not appreciate. By the time this drops, they'll know that we had a break. That's true. So, so it's not really a secret. Yeah. It's <laughs> so true. we hope you had a good summer and things are going well. At the time that we're recording this, we have no idea how fall start of the new school year is going to be. So, you know, we'll have plenty of podcasts around this time that are really more timely than that. So we apologize. What we do know and what we can control is doing like the next right thing, which obviously is helping the kiddos as best as we can. But today's guest is taking it to a whole other level and a whole other level of expertise that we're really excited to delve into. So we have the executive director from the Miriam Parman Foundation for Injured Children. Today, yeah, we have Taylor Smith, who's the executive director, like Vicky said. So Taylor, thank you so much for coming on. We so appreciate it. Thank you guys for having me. I'm excited to talk with you guys. So we'd love to hear a little bit about your background, how you got to the foundation. And I know that from our chat earlier that you really were invested in the ground floor of starting this foundation. So talk to us a little bit about your background and that. Yeah, so I went to law school and in law school, I was a part of the Center for Children's Rights. I got involved in the special education clinic, children's rights and, you know, anything to do with helping kids has always, of course, been just something great for me, as I'm sure it is for you guys, too, and everybody else. And I was working in college for an attorney for about four years that was a pretty successful personal injury attorney out of Orange County. She also is out of LA, Inland Empire and other areas. And she presented me with an opportunity towards the end of my bar. I was waiting for my bar results, I guess. Classic. Yeah. Waiting in that time, you know, and working as a paralegal kind of, and just, you know, working in civil litigation defense. And she asked me if I'd like to start a nonprofit with her. And her focus was going to be injured children. Miriam does a lot of pro bono cases. So she sees a lot of kids with stupid bad injuries, And when I worked there as well, I saw these cases where, you know, a kid will get a $15,000 settlement and they've got some massive TBI, traumatic brain injury, and, you know, they're not really going to ever recover from this. So, you know, if you're a low income family and you can't afford some certain things, that's kind of where our foundation steps in. So I got to work right away, figuring it out. We got incorporated December, 2017. We got really going January, 2018. And here we are like two or three years later. (laughs) And it's been good. About 26 families, children and families. We do all kinds of different things. At first, we really focused on being birth injury related, or I'm sorry, like accident related. And then we turned into more, you know, let's accept birth injuries. Let's think about other disabilities. We have a couple kids with autism. So different things. And really what we provide is, you know, different forms of therapy. We'll do handicap accessibilities in their home. Oh, wow. Like wheelchair ramps, stair lifts. And that gets expensive, you know, to remodel your entire home. You know, we've had clients where we've done, you know, their special needs trust or concern and they were already well into the process, but of having to remodel their home and have all that stuff, it's not cheap. 
you know, ADA bathroom accommodations are not cheap. Sometimes you have to widen hallways and some houses can't do a ramp. They need an actual stair lift. So then you're at about a $15,000 project, you know. So we've done two stair lifts for different families in oh, these years. Oh, very cool. Yeah, we've done a wheelchair van where we provided a family with an actual wheelchair van for wow. a child with cerebral palsy and a lot of other things too. But it's been really great. We have a great board of directors and I was the only employee up until January of this year. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, so throwing galas and, you know, fundraising and yeah. uh, my kids programs just everything. <laughs> It was all on me for a while, and now I have a great, you know, partner. She's my director of marketing. She also helps with fundraising and reaching out to like donors, donor relations. So that's taken a lot off my plate. That's awesome. Well, I know. Yeah, I mean, those kind of services are things I think that most people don't really think of first when you know a child suffers from a TBI or if you know they were born with something like that. You know, it's quick to talk about how is this going to impact education, which is you know, the whole world that, you know, we revolve in all the time and therapies in terms of like speech and, and cognitive therapies, but they don't really, I think, think about the physical access. You know, we think about, oh, well, the ADA it requires physical access to, you know, how the child is going to get into the doctor's appointment or right. get to the restaurant. But I don't think many people think about, well, how are they going to access their own home? Right. You know, and that's, I think a lot of people assume, oh, health insurance covers these things mm -hmm. and they don't, you know, I think if, if you can find a regional center that might help out with some of it, we've done some partnership with regional centers, but you know, most don't have the funds to do these kind of things. And they rely on the parents to physically, you know, carry their children upstairs or into, you know, baths and things. And, you know, kids are slippery and they slip and, you know, the parents get older and their backs go out. And, you know, it's like handicap accessibilities are a huge thing that we provide. So, Yeah. Plus the kid gets older and bigger. And right. <laughs> what for a toddler to carry upstairs, it's not going to be easy when you've got a, you know, 14 year old boy going through puberty, just because right. they have a TBI doesn't mean they won't go through puberty and they don't grow yeah. just as big as your other kiddos. You're not gonna be able to walk them upstairs, carry them. Yeah, exactly. And then we have some other programs where we provide therapy where insurance falls short. So hippotherapy with horses, different Ooh, kinds that's of cool. therapy. Yeah, the hippotherapy is really neat. You know, in the United States, insurance doesn't look at it as, you know, valid form of therapy. In Europe, it's widely, you know, appreciated. And yeah. so it's not covered by insurance. And parents, you know, it's really kind of now like, you know, equestrian riding has always been something for the people that can afford it, you know, and it really takes these kids out of a situation where they can really grow and I've seen amazing things with my kids with these horses like their you know posture their speech I mean just so many things so it's great we don't think about how much kids can really connect with animals and how much that can really impact their lives I think everyone who's had a pet growing up can say like oh you know I had a connection with my pet but I think especially for you know some of our kiddos you know on the spectrum it's mm -hmm. You know, the connection that they have is just so different than ours. And it can yeah. be such a wonderful connection for them. Right. I have a boy in our foundation. His name's Christian. And he was a victim of abuse by his father when he was six years old. And now he's nine. So he's been with us since the very beginning. Oh, wow. Um, he was abused. I'm sorry, when he was two. So oh, okay. we got him. He was six in our foundation. He was one of my first kiddos. And he does hippotherapy, he does swim therapy, and then, you know, he has his IEP at school, and we've hired kind of like an in-home tutor to take it to the next level with his education. So she talks to his 
teachers and gets his IEPs and, you know, is more on progress. His grandma takes care of him. So she's Spanish speaking only. Mm -hmm. So, you know, this is an instance where, you know, I needed to help the grandma get to these resources. So the regional center actually hooked me up with them out of San Diego County. I mean, you know, it's just there's so much more to this community that needs to be built, right? That that village that is so needed. And and Amanda and I obviously try and help on, on the school side. But this with this foundation, it's just so unique because it is taking those injured children. And I know that you guys kind of do like a, you know, a little evaluation kind of plan moving forward for each of the families. And you take into consideration every aspect of this child's life, which I think is really unique, right? With some foundations, it's very specific, you know, it's just for this, you know, or it's just for this, which is great. And that and that we love any type of foundation that's helping any type of kid in any way. But what's unique about your foundation is that it really is able to holistically look at the child and figure out, okay, what can, you know, where is the void that we can help fill, which is wonderful because, you know, that it's a daunting task, but I think you're doing it, especially in being so young of a foundation and already so many kiddos that you've helped that must just like light your heart up. <laughs> yeah, it's been really great. And, you know, we just can only hope to like keep going and growing and growing and helping more people and kids. And then also, you know, we want to advocate for kids. You know, a lot of times my experience in the special ed clinic at Whittier Law School actually helps me be able to read an IEP that the parent will share with me and give them, you know, my non, you know, attorney opinion on it and, yeah. you know, try to direct them in the right way. So, it's just like a big, I don't know, you know, it's a it's a foundation that can provide a lot of resources for people. We have kind of a legal help aspect where, you know, if someone comes to us needing help, Miriam can refer them to who the attorney she thinks would best, you know, be suited for them. If, you know, they need some sort of referral to an estate planning attorney or something, yeah. you know, like that, we can help out with that. So we just kind of try to help our families, you know, any way we can. And then our last job is like just listening to them and being like right. therapy for them. And the the counselor, right? The counselor in yeah. every sense of the word. And I think what's unique about Miriam too is, is she is a personal injury attorney in Southern California, as you mentioned, and she just kind of saw a need, right? Where she would probably take the case as far as she could take it. And then it's like, okay, case done. But there was like a whole right. slew of other like problems that she was like, yeah. how can I help? Is, is that kind of how that's, her story kind of started? Yeah, that's exactly how it started. Actually, there was a girl who kind of inspired the foundation, um, a little girl, I think she was about two and a half years old named Maria. She was hit really bad in the back of the car, rear-ended really badly sitting in her car seat. And uh, Miriam took the case and they ended up settling it actually for a good amount of money. You know, she's going to be able to uh, sustain, but she'll, you know, only live about 20 to 30 more years. Oh she's you know, at the point where uh, her eyes are open, you know, 24 seven, they have to do drops in her eyes every few hours. So, you know, and Miriam was thinking, you know, they need a night nurse. They need, you know, how's yeah. the mom going to do this by herself? Right. But you know, thank goodness situation, the child had the funds, right. but you know, you see those $15,000, you know, California, you're only required to have a $15,000, you know, auto insurance policy, 1530 for an entire mm-hmm. vehicle of people. No, it doesn't go very far, especially after the hospital, the ambulance, you know, health insurance wants to lean on. Right. You know, that's just, it's just not enough. So, you know, Miriam was like, how can I do something that is going to help these kids? You know, she would waive her fees or really dock her fees. But she was thinking, how can I do something that can be, you know, kind of my legacy? You know, she doesn't want to work 
as an attorney forever, she'd love to just sit on the board and advise. And so, you know, it's kind of her, her legacy plan. So, yeah, it's wonderful. And just, you know, she didn't have to do that, right? You know, she was doing, and I think that that's a testament to her and, and obviously to you for wanting to help kind of build that because you were, you know, there to, to help create it. And like you said, you know, now you have a partner, but for so long, and that that's a testament to you too, in having that expertise and that background of, of being a lawyer and wanting to really also change the way. Because I mean, Amanda and I say this all the time, like, yes, we, we went to law school, we worked really hard, we love being attorneys, but it there's a really high burnout, you know, even doing this area of the law, you know, they're like, oh, whatever, you're just doing school there. And it's just like, we see a lot. (laughs) You know, we see a lot. I actually had a client say that the other day. He was like, I understand, like, you know, we're settling. He's like, I just want them to feel sorry. And I was like, you're never going to get that. Even if you're in a car accident case and it was their fault, they're never going to be like, I'm so sorry. Like, right. you're never going to get that. And he was like, you know what, Vicky? He's like, you probably see the same characters over and over and they're just like not remorseful. And I was just like, my job shouldn't exist. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, wow. So, I mean, that, you know, it definitely like, takes... you guys do the work you do. Oh, so. thank you. Yes. Right back at you because, you know, this is something that I don't think a lot of people think about. You know, your child is hurt. You got the personal injury attorney and like, you know, it sounds like Miriam really takes it, you know, to the extent of like, this is what you need to do. Kind of like how we try to prepare people as best as we can. Like, here's what. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I think that's amazing. That's why we're really excited to have you on. Yeah. And and on our board, I want to kind of tell you about some of our other board members. We have uh, John Carpenter from Carpenter, Zuckerman, Rowley. Oh, wow. I think they're out of Beverly Hills or Mm -hmm. something. But he's a great guy. I mean, he has some great cases right now. He's defending some of the protesters. He's bringing suits against the city on, you know, the treatment of some of the protesters that were taken into custody that night or those nights in L.A. And so he's just like a great advocate and just a cool person. And he has young kids and he's super involved. We have another director by the name of Elmira Najafi. She is just a great person. Her husband's a neurosurgeon. Yeah, so he's really busy. But she has young kids and she's very involved in our foundation as well. And then we have our treasurer, James Little. He's my CPA, my mentor, my, you know, guidance. He's taught me everything I need to know about how to do all my counting and everything. So he's great. But, you know, Miriam had this plan to start this foundation, did her big donation. And now we're, you know, technically a public charity. So we're a 501c3 public status, which means more than a third of our donations come from the general public. So, you know, we focus on fundraising and raising awareness for our foundation. So I'm really just happy to be on today and like spread our mission. You know, we're always looking for kids and we're looking for volunteers and just anyone to be involved, you know, come to our events whatever. Yeah. Where can people find more information about how they can donate, how they can become a volunteer? Where can they go? Yeah. So they can go to our website at mpfic.org. That's M as in Miriam, P as in Parman, F as in foundation, I as in injured, C as in children.org. So mpfic.org. They can also call us anytime. Our phone number is on there. We have an application on our website where, you know, parents can fill out the app and give me all their information I need to kind of start my process. It's kind of like an intake. Yeah. And then, you know, from there, I present it to my grant committee, which is compromised of board members and other, you know, great volunteers. And we talk about, you know, what can we do for this kid? What would be a good idea? Sometimes, you know, we seek counsel from 211. That's how I actually Yeah, help me grow. Yeah, Deanna. Yeah, I was just going to say, help me grow. (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, I hook a lot of parents up with them. 
and they're a great resource. I know they're so. amazing, right? Like we always yeah. talk about that and then we finally had a vet on and I was like, we talk about you all the time. And she was just like <laughs> laughing, but no, they're really amazing in the way that they have been able to grow in Orange County. Like, I don't know where we would be without that. We refer people all the time. I have a lot of parents I'll talk to, you know, have no idea where to turn. And I'm like, you know what? Have you talked to 211? They're like, no, what's that? I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, get here, call them right now. You know, somebody's going to be on the phone for you and they're going to give you at least a little bit of guidance and they can maybe help us too, because, you know, there's some programs they know of that insurance doesn't cover that we can help the parents pay for. You know, we kind of just, every child is a specific case. You know, one of our kids, we Uber him and his grandma to, you know, his swim lessons and oh his gosh. support and his hypotherapy because his grandma doesn't drive you know that's yeah. my abuse victim so there's just you know different scenarios and we kind of just take it head on and figure out like you know what can we do for them for at least this year yeah or, you know, month period and then we go from there so I mean you've already shared so many great stories but does another one kind of stick out any feel-good kind of story that yeah. you can think of that we can end on yes so we have Kelby she is the cutest five-year-old girl when we got her. Now I believe she's like seven. I say got her, but we don't <laughs> right, know her. Right, right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish we could. She's so cute. She's like little, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she actually suffers from a gene mutation. And so she has uh, different disabilities, but one of which is that, you know, she wasn't able to walk properly. And we did a stair lift in her home. And then we got her a really cute adaptive tricycle because, you know, she really wanted to ride with the neighborhood kids. And she couldn't do it on, you know, the regular bikes. So we got the adaptive tricycle so that she could pedal on it. Recently, she had to have her right leg amputated, you know, due to like lack of blood flow and all kinds. I don't have the specifics on her condition in front of me, but um, she had lack of blood flow in her leg and they had to amputate. And so her mom's having a hard time as she grows, like we talked about earlier with the showering and the bathing. So we're going to look at right now doing a bathroom, like ADA accommodation for her. So we're fundraising for it now. And hopefully that's like coming up here in the next couple months so it's kind of it kind of shows how we had Kelby back in 2018 and then you know we did her stair lift through 2019 got her the trike 2019 her adaptive tricycle and then now 2020 we can do her bathroom so Amazing. you know we don't let them go yeah all the time. it's I um, imagine it's hard <laughs> it's hard for sure but usually you know we have some other success stories I have a boy Brayden he was injured in a really bad snowboard accident and he had a bad traumatic brain injury and he we got him right away after his injury and we had an in-home nurse there like two or three days a week so that his mom could, you know, help the other siblings and, you know, the nurse could admit or administer his medications and help him, etc. So then we also did a Vianess uh, medical device, which goes oh. on his leg and has like the, you know, waves through it that helps him walk better. And oh my gosh. So he's now surfing, walking, running, going to return to school, you know, and he has, of course, like he'll have an IEP and he'll continue continue to you know work on his brain recovery but the fact that he can surf and like you know he's on Instagram commenting and you know he's just a kid and he's uh, 14 years old now so he was I think 12 at the time of the accident so wow it's pretty amazing they told him he wouldn't walk you know and now he's 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 surfing wow yeah so 
God's work, Taylor. That's amazing. We're so honored to have you on. And yes, that's right. She said she was a Whittier poet. What, what? Oh, yeah. So obviously still Whittier people still doing amazing things. And we did not go at the same time, but we're just so happy to just have somebody that like randomly, you know, connected us and that we have that shared kind of commonality. So Taylor, we so appreciate it. The website we'll put in the notes so that you guys can learn more about the organization or the foundation how they're the application and also how you can donate your time or donate your funds to help them continue to provide just amazing things for all these wonderful kiddos yeah and please keep us in mind you know everyone knows somebody who knows somebody who needs a little bit of help so Absolutely. keep us in mind too but thank you guys so much it was a pleasure to be here and i'm uh, happy to talk to you today Yay. <laughs> thanks so much taylor and we hope you guys enjoyed that episode and uh we're glad to be back and we will talk to you next week bye bye, bye.